You're listening to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. Conversations with creatives during the quarantine. Hey people, welcome to Stir Crazy with Steve Jenkins. I'm Steve Jenkins. I don't have much housekeeping to go over, but if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you like what you hear, please rate and review this. Okay, let's just get right into it. Today's guest is Paniotis Andreo, who's a friend of mine that I've known since we were at college together at Berklee College of Music. Paniotis is one of the most unique and expressive musicians I know, and besides him being one of my favorite bassists to listen to, he's also one of my favorite people to talk to. He's played with people like New York Gypsy All-Stars, Gonzalo Grau, and he's also a member of the trio Now vs. Now, which features Jason Lindner on keys and Justin Tyson on drums. I caught up with Paniotis a couple weeks into the shelter-in-place, me being in Los Angeles, and he was in Athens, Greece. Here's how that conversation went. Don't you um, miss those tapes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, man. You know, it's <laughs> I, I I grew never, up with those cassettes. Did you have like a four track? Were you like one of those man, four track kids? I still have a well, I didn't have a four track, but I had you know when my father first got me um a Walkman? <clears throat> yeah. It was like um I don't know how to explain this to you. It's like it was it was like having a desktop like an iMac the latest iMac that's how I felt it was in- insane for me I couldn't be like I I was listening to music nonstop everywhere all the time all the time I remember I destroyed so many tapes and the funny thing is that here because I'm back here and it's whenever I come back here it's a trip down memory lane <clears throat> there's so many tapes here I still have so many tapes and they're my parents don't move them around they basically so all the books or whatever I have here you know right it's still intact so I have so many tapes I just discovered tapes that I used to record from when I discovered that I can record from the radio I used to record whole shows from uh you know radio basically and, and they're still here I just don't have any any way to play them anymore that's all I don't have a tape player I should get one yeah, I, I found an old tape player um, at my mom's house, and I used to record. Uh, this this is how this is like me outing my age, but like um, when I was at school, because uh, you know I went to Berkeley twice. Like I kind of went for a while in the '90s, and I left and came back, and so that's that's when we went. But. I had a answering machine that used tapes. It was one, and you know, there's like mm-hmm. two tapes. There was like a tape for the messages that people would leave, and then there was a tape for the outgoing message. And there was right. a there was a feature that it had where like you could record voice memos or whatever. I'm not sure why they had this feature, but I'd like be shedding in my room, and I'd come up with I'd find something cool, so I would document it on there. So there'd be like messages from people and then all of a sudden there'd just be like a minute of me playing through something yeah it's it's pretty funny man uh that's great yeah yeah i I mean it's tapes tapes were kind of like the great way to document shit but i like what we have now it's it's easier it's nice that it all fits oh yeah it's easier yeah 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 no it's easier yeah. So it's how are you doing, man? What's what's Hello. been uh, <laughs> what's been going on? 
Um, I'm good. I'm, I've been quarantined uh, for over a month now um, in uh, Athens, Greece, where I was born. Wow. Um, and that's because <laughs> I, have a, I have a kind of a intense itinerary story uh, on how I ended up here and how gradually I have become fun- functioning again. I'm functioning again here. Um, basically, I left uh, New York uh, on March 2nd and I, my itinerary was I had a, <laughs> I had two gigs in Spain on March 6th and March 10th with a with an 11 piece uh, timba band you know like a Cuban salsa band right mm-hmm. so um, we basically um, I, I came in Athens for a day uh, through Istanbul so count airports now, that's March 2nd with the data that you have now about how you should behave about social distancing and all that, right? Clueless. Right. Left March 2nd, <laughs> arrived March 3rd in Athens, right? Through Istanbul. So three airports, three big airports, two big airports and one med- medium airport, whatever. And then the next day I would I flew uh, via Munich with Lufthansa to Barcelona. And then I waited there at the airport for the the percussionists to arrive and then we took a bus and then we shared an apartment the four of us and then every day we had rehearsals with the local band there because most of the members were uh, local in each city so then we played a gig that was packed okay so you 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 know you hand hand shakes and 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 you know hugging or whatever you know the whole thing people out in the street and then you go eat somewhere and then we went to this restaurant whatever the next day and then we took the train to go to to madrid and then we yeah. shared another apartment there and then we had rehearsals for people that had that were sick of apparently had they had a cold they didn't know you know so by by then I started kind of freaking out, and then after that gig we still had people. That's the day after Spain basically shut down completely, and then yeah. I ended up here. And then two days after they shut down here completely too. Although they took measures early here, and you know, just to make a point about taking measures early as a state, um, and the government here did an ex- an excellent job up to now because they knew that they don't have enough beds and everything because we come out of a crisis here, Greece. So basically, long story short, is that I made it here, and um, I either I got sick and I didn't know, or I didn't get, you know, or I didn't. I don't know. So the that's that's my little itinerary story. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man. So meanwhile, is your you still have a place in New York, right? You still have your place in. Yes, I do have my place, uh, my, my place in New York, um, and my girlfriend's there. And basically, when I came here in Athens, I, you know, the the, the travel ban from Europe was instigated, but like you know, the way it was announced didn't make any sense. So I didn't. I had a chance to change my ticket, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, last minute, not last minute decision, and I don't, I don't know if it turned out for the best. I can't decide yet, but. You know, virus-wise, it's amazing here. I mean, knock on wood, it's it's a tragedy that there have been a little over 100 people that died throughout this time. But, I mean, it doesn't compare to, let's say, Italy, which is next door, which is, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's still an, another 600 today or something like that. So, whatever. Uh, this is a base... Um, uh, 
show, though, so we shouldn't be talking. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we no, I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's kind of everything, man. Because even though the first few that have come out are all bass players, like I've got guitar players and some other people. Um, so I mean, it's you know, it's really we're just talking about like what everyone's trying to do with the you know with sort of this indefinite period of um you know everything being kind of shut down you know so like yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's i mean like it it, it's fine if it uh if it goes other places man i mean it's like this is a pretty big thing we're all facing you know like so it's oh yeah it's not really like you know we can talk about whatever but uh i mean it's cool that you're in athens though man i mean even though like it probably wasn't you know uh you probably didn't think you'd be there for as long. I mean, at least there are worse places to be quarantined, dude. You know, it's like so. At least, at least you're, you've got that going, and um, you know. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry what, to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, that's cool, man. What's the vibe like there, man? Like, are people are people kind of staying home? Are people going out, or, or is it just everyone's kind of like wearing masks and doing social distancing? So. Greeks are notoriously rebellious in general, and they don't really follow rules. But for th- for this specific occasion, I think um, they did amazing. I'm really proud of the majority of the, of the population here. I'm I'm being I've been very passionate about doing it right. So I haven't, you know, I go out for uh, the absolute uh, essentials. Also, they have imposed here very strict measures in general, just in case. Uh, people don't want to follow the rules, so um, there is you. You can't get out of your neighborhood or your or, or from municipality. So, and also tell you the truth, I don't. I really don't feel like you know uh, getting in, <laughs> taking a cab or getting a bus or getting you know, getting on a bus or be going to a, f- a friend's place. I, I mean, I, I really want to. I miss it like crazy, but you know, um. I'm somewhat skeptical about, you know, being infected or something, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah. um, for the most part, I mean, people have stayed in and it pays off here because there was no uh, peak, basically. We went through the peak with, I think the, the worst day here was like nine dead, which is horrible. But, you know, I mean, we have Italy next to us and I was in Spain and that's, you know, next to that. And we are we are very similar in uh, culture-wise, um, more or less. And this is in, uh, this is insane how how good how you know cheap in a way we've made it through. You know, so people are in. Yeah, they're doing it. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like to be living in New York right now. Uh, just because, because like, you know, the, that's the the whole premise of the way that place works is you have a condensed landscape, you know, and lots of people and you can get where you need to go in a relatively short amount of time. You can walk places and you're constantly around people um, in L.A., Dude, I mean, I I've been social distancing since I moved out here. Like, I don't I typically don't go out <laughs> until the nighttime, you know, unless I have like rehearsals or you know like a session gotcha. or something. Yeah, but I just feel like that's sort of part of how how the lifestyle is in general. Like, it's more spread out. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to be. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. It's also, you know, I think it's an American culture thing. It's a very complicated country. I've been living in the U.S. for 20 years, so, yeah. you know, it's part of me too, and I understand where it comes from, but in this specific um, case, it's a little uh, dangerous and difficult because, you know, here when people didn't listen, I mean, there's a general consensus of people doing the right thing, but there's so there's also people that just want to do their own thing, and they figured out ways that are are not... You know, it doesn't look like it's a like a coup d'état or something. You know that they take their liberties away. <laughs> so it yeah. doesn't. It's it's just common sense because people here know that the ICU beds are that many, and um, this country came out of a ten-year uh, debt crisis that was, you know, it was very difficult. So um, the police does. You know, it's like, like Easter's coming for us now because they're, you know, it's a week later than the Catholic one. And that's a hard spot right now because they extended the, be the measures to April 27th. And uh, they're trying to keep them, you know, the prime minister came out and said, guys, please, basically, that was the message. Guys, please, we're doing great. You know, just let's, let's keep it that way, you know. But New York is a different story because, and the states in general, but in New York, you know, you have like so many different groups, ethnic groups or like cultural, religious groups that everybody wants to do their own thing. And, you know, it's hard to, it is, it's, it's really hard. I understand. It's just difficult. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a it's a different type of place. That's yeah, that's the other thing about New York, man. Like I just from a from a diversity standpoint, you do have all those communities and people operate a certain way uh in within those communities and you know, I mean I would imagine, you know, the the really orthodox parts of Williamsburg or like the like Flushing Queens, you know, I mean I would imagine I'm not, I'm, you know, it's just a really interesting well, Mix the people that are the people that are dying, sorry to interrupt, but the people that are dying in New York are either, you know, undocumented immigrants or people that are doing that. They had to do jobs until very late because they, you know, because they had to. And uh, and then again, there's it's communities like the, you know, the Hasidim or, uh, you know, like religious communities that they have. They're very disconnected from the rest of the city while being right right in it. So it's a pickle, you know. It's difficult. It, it's it's not it's not easy being a mayor of New York. I think it's kind of easier to be a mayor of this city, which is not small. Athens is like five million people, but you know, it's not. You know, it's just more. It's not hom It's not about homogenous. No big city is homogenous anymore. There's issues here with refugees. You know, there's a lot of refugee camps, um, and and there's also communities like the Roma. You know, the what's called the Gypsies, but like. Uh, and, you know, they, they also have issues. Um, you know, there's different, but it doesn't compare to New York. New York is difficult. It's just a very difficult situation, you know? Yeah. I think the one thing I was there for that um, was maybe, maybe like the closest thing to like some kind of a disruption was Sandy. You know, I remember when Sandy oh, yeah. happened and... You know, I wasn't trying to go to Manhattan right away. I was kind of stuck in Brooklyn. Oh, unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some some crazy shit in a lot oh of ways. Oh my god! Oh my god! Forget about it. I was, as they say, in New York. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So, anyway, man. At least, so you got bases with you, like you, you're, you're, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the 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 last part of that drama was that I because I it was a short trip, so it was like uh, almost two weeks. So I decided not to take last minute. You know, I asked the drummer of um, the, the band that I had the last gig with. Um, man, should I take it with me? He's like, no, man, don't take it because you're gonna be schlepping, you know, and you're gonna be going from airport to airport. But I had a lot of like back and forth to do during that time, so I decided not to take my um, my uh, my interface in my laptop, and um, that proved a little. Because when I first came here, you know, it was actually kind of great because I just started practicing. I have my bass, you know, and, just, and um, yeah, I know you use Aguilar too, so I made a point last year to bring. Yeah, and I said, so I have like a TH-700 and like a SL-115 here. It's like nice. having a lion in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started practicing things that I, I always had excuses. I've made excuses for, like, I found this book with like etudes for upright bass to sight read. And then I would get into the accidentals, you know, what scale it is, going up and down the neck. And, you know, I'm playing a blind fretless for the last year plus. Is that so, your main you know, bass for the? Is that your yeah. main bass? Right. Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what what was the what was the motivation to go there? Oh, I've been wanting to do that forever, and I I didn't have the guts. You know, I was always afraid because you know every time I pick it up, it's you know I have to practice basically. Even if you play uh, scale, you're practicing. So you know you're out of tune all the time. <laughs> so, right. So I'm trying really hard, and also there's something about the continuity of the sound. Because you know, I'm 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 a lot into imitating Eastern phrasing, like instruments from even the local here uh, music uh, culture. But you know, uh, Turkish music, Arabic music, you know, Persian stuff, Indian stuff. So you know, yeah. this they always try to imitate the voice. And you I mean I'm not saying it's not possible. I always tried to do it with a fretted bass, but it's not the same. <clears throat> it's not the same because the microtonal thing here is pretty. You know, it there's it's it exists pretty pr prominent. Right, is that the word in English? Like it's pretty strong in the yeah, yeah that's that's the word. Yeah. Um, in the in the language in the in the music, you know, in in Turkish music and Greek music and Arabic music, and they you know microtones change. So my ears have, so I had time to slow down stuff with um, uh, slowing down software. I have a bunch. I want you know in the beginning I was working with my phone. So I have like a few things. I have the amazing slowdowner, which has a connection with Spotify. So basically, whatever, you know, all the database is there for you to slow down and work on any lick you want, you know. So I would slow it down to, you know, disgustingly slow because I have time. So I would just patiently not expect to advance, you know, that kind of practice, uh, which is you don't, you're not stressed because you have to learn music of somebody's and then you have to do gazillion things and you have to prepare for a trip or you know, to just and anything. So it was it was great, um, uh, and um, I still do practice. The the thing is that some friend, a friend of mine, a drummer, got one of the last flights out here. He he decided to come here too. He's Greek. And he brought my laptop, um, and then when he brought my laptop, I realized that my laptop is very old and you know was about to break down. And then I found somebody here who came, picked it up. Uh, and he upgraded for me. So now, now it's working. And, you know, I'm, I'm recording. I just record for the Stack at Home Records Today thing again. So oh, cool. my second recording. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did one of those last week. I'm trying to just do one every couple weeks, man, because I, I, I need to spend some time and kind of work on my own stuff. And 
I don't know. That's kind of how I've always been. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to stay that involved. Uh, you know, I like the one that yeah. we did. It was, it was cool. But um, oh, it sounded great. I, I, I love, I love the two bases. It was great. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, dude, it's it's fun. I just, you know, I'm trying to. I've been shedding a lot, also, man. It's just been kind of nice to play and practice, and kind of not worry about like what the what it's directed towards. Um, that's that's kind of where I've been at. Like I've been transcribing, you know. I've been playing like all kinds of stuff, like not just not just like complicated things, but also like you know just grooves I've always wanted to learn how to play and like just sort of for the love of it type stuff you know um, exactly exactly that for the love of it yeah. it's exactly the, exp- the expression <laughs> yeah so it's it's been cool man I, I kind of want to set my rig up and play loud but um, the one drawback of my place if there is one is just you know it would definitely piss off both of the neighbors on either side of me um so you know well, but I've, you. I've been itching to do that um so the microtonal thing when did you start getting into that like when when well, did look, that was that always like part of the equation yeah. or did you sort of like realize fretless was going to be the final frontier for that because fuse has been trying to get me to play fretless forever and i'm like man i don't really hear it but you know like i like i like that sound you know well, you know the problem. The problem with fretless is that basically the the bad thing, for, you know, not bad thing, but like there's a certain sound in the West. There's a certain sound that's associated with the, you know, the chorus. Yeah. In the you know in the and the buzzing the the buzzing of the of the stainless steel string on the on the fretboard, you know, which it's you know it's cool, but it's one way of doing this. Meanwhile. In this part of the world, there's a gazillion instruments with organized systems, like academic, academically constructed, you know, with theory and uh, the whole system modal modal theory, you know, where it there's the every microtone has a reason for existing, like you know, like the oud or something, you know, that's a fretless instrument and he sure. plays melodies and he has a very bass sound, you know. So the or or the cello for that matter or the upright bass you know they they phrase like that. So this you know I realize now that I'm practicing because there's a gazillion modes like the ragas in India same thing you know remember you you went there we did the same gig. Right. Um, and, <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> I, still, I still think about that man. Like like what was the weirdest thing? We're, we're gonna pivot for a second. What was the weirdest thing that you saw? when you're in india um because i remember the for me like i i love i mean you know, there were parts of it i didn't like like i felt like it was inherently disorganized and I, you know i mean i didn't understand totally like i didn't understand the culture to the point that i did when i left you know so like i kind of mellowed out towards the end but you know and, and me and prasanna are cool at this point like we played a lot after that but like I think the weirdest thing I saw there was like we were driving from where the school was past this village and these villagers came out and started hitting the van with these like bamboo sticks or something, man. It was like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, you asked me, you asked me, I don't know where to start from. I wouldn't know where to start from. You asked me what was the most, I, I, I don't know. It's just, 
you know, I loved it in many ways because I, you know, I felt so close. I guess it's my character. But yeah, man, if you if you grew up in the West, it's just you have to forget everything, every but everything, every little thing that you can take for granted in 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 the West just doesn't exist. It's a very um, it's a very different culture. Yeah. Um, and there, I mean, it's a long conversation. Why I'm not even sure why. I mean, I I'm a history buff, and I still you know India is a. But I learned so much from there, and being from here, from Greece, growing up mm -hmm. here, I can tell you that I am halfway there in a way, not in sense. I mean. You know, musically, there's modality as well here, and you know the the, the history. There's the mythology is very common. The connection with India is stronger. You know, in the '60s here, a lot of the big hits were basically uh, stolen um, Bollywood songs. You know, oh, that's crazy. That they would just. I mean, a lot. You know, I'm not saying everything, but there there were plenty. Of songs like that, they would just uh, copy from Bollywood movies, and they would just put Greek lyrics, and they would be insane hits. Which means that people would feel it here. While if you tried that in Arkansas, I think that wouldn't work. Or you know, Alabama. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Of <laughs> no, man. I mean, you gotta you gotta give it to them slow, dude. In America, it's like you gotta have like Paul Simon like put together a band of like. <laughs> You know, like if like Paul Simon could bring microtonal music to the masses or something, it has to be someone that like you, you need like a gateway um, or something like it's not something. I mean, you know what's strange, though, man? And like, I guess we're going to jump around a little bit, but like, I feel like some of the microtonal sounds from lo-fi hip hop, just from like the the warbling effects of, of like samples being messed with, like, mm -hmm. so it pulls the piano out of tune or whatever the sample is with like maybe a bass line. Like, I don't think people are completely um, tuned out to that stuff. Like I think between that kind of thing and even like people hearing blues and like the even though it's like sort of a, a small microcosm of like inflection compared to what all the possibilities are with all the different, um, you know, with all the different like systems that go beyond like 12 tones. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like hearing blues and hearing people use like slides and stuff. I mean, that that's sort of like maybe a tiny gateway drug, but it's very it's very but limited, you know, Steve, no, it's not limited. You know, I actually harmony and this kind of tempered system is pretty new on this planet historically. Like the the, the actual pitch, like you said, you all you said it already. Steel guitar, blues, the blues. Yeah. It's um, you know, it's it's a kind of a mode that the notes are, you know, that that middle note. Yes, of course, it translates in the West as a in a fretted instrument, as a you know whatever flat five or whatever it is, you know. But in reality, back then, if we came from an African, uh, you know, singing chant, I've heard so much African folklore, and and because I like it a lot, and you know, the, the the tuning, even when there are harmonies, it's like a natural third, one of it's slightly lower, you know, that Pythagorean thing. It's just natural everywhere. Those the Western thing is an amazing thing. Also, it came out of an of, of oppression of the Catholic Church and everything, but. Uh, it's it's kind of new, you know. Everybody had that here. It just happened that it evolved for some reason, and especially in Turkey, and that that's the most evolved uh, chromatically. You know, like they, you know, the same concept in, in bebop or classical music, where, you know, when the melody goes up, <clears throat> you you know, you use a chromatic uh, 
note from below and then when you go down you use a chromatic note from above in order to approach right well kind of like that imagine but like with with a microtone so you would have like you know most of the notes being regular and then three or four notes or three or two notes on the scale are going to be off and that space is manipulated the same way blues guitar guitarists manipulate certain notes in order to create a, a, an effect it's a it's a linear effect no it's like I'm pl- I'm bending that note in order to make you feel my angst or the drama or whatever it is that I need to make you feel. It's the same, man. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely cool. It's definitely an interesting. It's a different. It's an interesting way to uh, to approach melodic playing. Uh, you know, from like a one note at a time standpoint, I think that, you know, it gets crazier when you're talking about polyphony, like you're playing like chords that are sort of, you know, but like, just as I think, I think that for me, like the here, I think for a lot of people, maybe hearing one note at a time approaches, you know, like from like a melodic only standpoint, and then hearing like people playing like weird chords that are microtonal, like, you know, that I think it's like, it's baby steps, but But you know know what though? The, the, the systems that have sorry to interrupt you but the systems yeah. that have microtonal uh, as, as as a system you know like it's not usually they don't have that much of harmony and and it's not like every note is off you know uh, these are like experiments like Dave is experimenting for, his, for instance a lot and it's very cool I think it's great why not you know yeah um, but in at its core like at its folkloric version at its folk version whatever uh, it's not, you know, you know, you're not gonna have like a one, three, five in a, you know, with a th- the lower third. The whole point of that third is that when you ascend, it's a little higher, and then when you descend, it's a little lower, and it's bent, and you know, it's it's played a certain way. It's all about expression and how who cries better, basically. That's the, that's the, <laughs> that's the whole competition. It's like who who has the most profound or most intense or most cheesy or whatever, you know, cry basically. That's what it is. So if you can ugly cry, that means you're a master of. Uh, is that what that means? Something like that, I guess. You mean you were you were in India? You heard how they play melodic instruments, like yeah. it's, you know the gamakas. The gamaka, okay, on paper or like when somebody explains it to you. Not that I'm a specialist with that. I'm not, but the gamaka, you know, has like a certain motion. And then okay, if, if I just tell you, it's like telling you that you should play a Bach prelude or a few you know that these are the notes but that's not how it is right so it's the same thing has a certain motion and certain flow that it takes so much time in order to master like everything like any 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 kind of music you play is the same thing so are we we fighting for flow the whole time we're just trying to get that flow going we're practicing in order to learn flow at the end of the day how to flow no that's why that's what i feel yeah i mean i i got into a lot of the technical approaches with the left hand with that stuff i don't know if i use it appropriately but it it I does i know i've seen it yeah 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 it's sort of a weird like i don't know if it's i just kind of it's sort of a bastardized approach i guess but um, no it sounds great it sounds so good and man thank you i saw a video of you you were saying now i'm not like fana that like knows i mean i don't really i'm really uh, not good at that either you know the, but man oh that was about conical great. Dude, that right, was about right. the Kona call thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you're 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 crushing at that stuff, man. I I I 
can sing it in my head, but I can't sing it and play it. And uh, that was that was sort of the thing that I got a lot from hanging at that school was like between Prasanna and then was Kartik there when you were playing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's where that's the, that's who who got me into. You know, we used to hang out all the time. What a what a what a personality, you know? Yeah, what a person, cool. what a what a great musician and just very giving you know very generous and very kind and gatam kartik yes amazing yeah that dude was awesome he called me once when when he was in the states like he was like but he wasn't anywhere near new york he's like i'm in ohio i'm like cool man you know like yeah that's far <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. the, the, he's the best the best he's such a, i mean i mean I, I learned at a basic level that thing because of him because he was so kind, you know, to tell me the, the the words and the letters and how to put it together and the numbers, you know, so cool. It helped me a lot. Mm. You know, it's it's a it's melodic rhythm. It's amazing. It's just another way of being melodic rhythmically, whatever. It's just amazing. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. Great, great guy, Mr. Kartik, Mr. Gatam Kartik. Yeah. I mean we had we had an interesting group of people um that were at the school i mean our our thing our experience there like because i was you know like i taught there with like the first group of people um where it was like full semesters like they had done like a short thing before that but the first like full-on three-month tenure thing was like uh it was with us and it was dude it was like an 80s movie like it was like the guy who was like the dean of students he like died like two weeks in so that was super out dude <laughs> did you hear about this did you hear that story i did <laughs> it, it was i mean no disrespect to that guy because he was i can't remember his name but it was like all of a sudden we're at this weird funeral and like you're kind of you know i didn't realize that like they it's like open casket and i don't know what they do to preserve oh no, like, you're kidding me really yeah it was it was it was super out man oh um, man um but like in retrospect there was something weirdly like not funny but just dude this of course this shit happened um yeah it was it was it was it was bizarre man we definitely had had experiences in that in that three month period of time but uh yeah they were they were really trying to figure it out you know it just seemed like they were really just trying to like move it forward right. without without like the buildings being completely done and right right we, right we were at this you, compound yeah i know i know <laughs> i know you get the first you get the the brunt like you got the really difficult version i mean not that it was easier afterwards but at least you know we were in that space when I went there. I was like on the third batch, batch of like you know sort of teachers and stuff. So it wasn't as bad. I heard stories. I guess Manu was with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think right. he got sick, man. He was the only one I know. He, I think he got sick for a couple of days or something, man. Um, yeah. He told me yeah, it was not fun. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. Um, and then like I'm trying to remember what else happened. It's been a while, dude. Um, I think th that was like ten years ago. Going like doing that teaching thing. Yeah, you did that. You did that ten thousand. If you went to ten thousand, ah, sorry, ten thousand ten uh, or or eleven. I guess I went. Two thousand ten. Yeah, I went. You went ten. Mm -hmm. I went eleven, and then I went again. Uh, twelve. Uh, Two thousand twelve. Because I got for me it was like I just hit a. I mean, I, I loved it. You know, for me, 
getting out of New York in February, like for two months. I remember one time I was, go, you know, last minute visa thing, the Indian thing, just very disorganized. I was also very disorganized, but I remember like it was raining glass from the sky in New York, <laughs> like ice, ice, icicles, you know. And then I landed 14 hours later and I, I, I put a pair of car- cargo shorts and like Crocs, whatever. And I never, I never, <laughs> it was the same <laughs> outfit for the next month, two, two months or something. I enjoyed that so much. And the food was great and, you know, it was fun. And the weather was great. It was really hot. I mean, I, I enjoyed that. So it was yeah, fun. It was- I, I, I learned so much too. I really learned yeah, so much. I kind yeah. of, it was my first teaching, teaching experience, like nine to five every day. And I made a lot of mistakes, you know, um, but I also learned and I really got tight with the, with the kids too. I never had, I never had a chance to do that before. My only job was to, you know, learn music and play with the bands that I played and be there and play. And that's it, you know? So. Yeah, it was, no, it was cool, man. I mean, I definitely feel like we are we were lucky to have that experience you know i kind of wonder i kind of wonder if if we'll be at a point again where that kind of stuff will be able to happen you know um because that's definitely you know it's one thing to play in a city or play in a country and you got like one or two gigs and then you're out but um really being able to like see a place like india for a few months at a time i mean that's even if it's like not the easiest place to adapt to in the first two weeks or something it was still a really amazing thing to do you know and and just take it all in and kind of see see like the way people do it you know um in in other countries it, it, it affected you musically too right um i think it did i think i mean i think it did more so subconsciously you know because like i wasn't i think also like i decided to take that gig because i was sort of in a weird place like personally and career wise like i seem to sometimes like find myself in positions where it's like i'm not sure what i want to do next you know like that's always been like something that I'll think more about it than maybe some people will. Like some some people are probably better at just rolling with stuff and doing what's in front of them. But I felt like you know I'd been in New York for a few years and I'd done some stuff that I wanted to do, but I was also confused about like how to proceed. And uh, Persona called, and it just seemed like a cool thing to do. You know, like to go and like um, just kind of get out of the states for a while and maybe figure some stuff out. But uh, yeah, you did no, the right thing, man. You did the right thing. It's a great thing for me. It was always a a goal to see and um, as much of the planet as possible. And the only way to do that is th- through music, because I'm not rich or anything. So I got to le- I got to learn a lot from. I mean, I made so many friends around the world, and like most of us, like playing, you know, touring, and it's really f- a lot of fun. I I'm never, I'm I don't regret a minute of it. You know, so much fun. Yeah. No, it was cool. I mean, I definitely, I definitely am glad that uh, that one experience kind of was what it was, even though it wasn't the easiest thing, you know, because I think one thing I thought was really interesting, um, you know, and I, I know the both of us, we've traveled a lot, like we've seen a lot of the world, um, but mm-hmm. I felt like coming back to New York after being in India for three months was pretty trippy, you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure why exactly, but it just, you know, because there's parts of India that are really overwhelming just from a visual standpoint. Like when you're sitting in traffic and you're going through the city and it just looks like a giant crisscross of cars going in like five different directions or like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I dude? know, I know, I know, man. It's a shock. It's a shock. It's a fucking shock. I got out of the plane and I was like, you it was like four in the morning. And then this guy uh, picked me up. I remember his name too, Partiban. Uh-huh. And, um, he, he, he's like a local villager from there. So no English. So I'm in a car and I'm sitting, you know, and it's like a Commonwealth English thing. So I'm on the passenger. Basically, it's reverse, right? They're driving the other side. So I'm sitting. It kind of feels weird because there's no... There's no, forget about traffic lights. There's no roads. So basically, out of the airport, you would expect some kind of basic. And it was like just buses and cows and lots of people at four in the morning. I mean, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> and then I realized afterwards that, you know, 11 in the morning is more than what I thought is more. And everything is just feels like everything is kind of like uh there's a smell of burning wood everywhere and um or you know or i don't know whatever it was so we're just <laughs> it was just driving like a maniac and they honked the horns all the time and i was like okay 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 <laughs> i mean that, that must i should trust them because they wouldn't you know i chose to trust i choose to trust in my life up to now i don't know it's been okay because yeah. you know lots of times you get in situations where you're completely out of your water with different cultures and different you know, different uh, customs. You just have to, you know, go with the flow. Yeah, you got so to go with the flow. But, but yeah. that one, that one, that one was rough. Because Dude. then every, you know, being there for two months, so many times, so many times we had to go to places, you know, and you, I don't, I can't remember because you asked me before, what was the uh, weirdest thing? Like so many times that I saw a bus crossing, passing a bus on a two lane highway, let's call it right, in quote, yeah. in quote marks. And then there, that happens in front of you and the driver that you, of the car you're in is not slowing down. And then there's two buses in front of you. And there's another bus in the back that kind of wants to pass as well. And you're like, there is no space. And there's cows (laughs) on either side of the road. And then there's just people, like farmers in the middle of nowhere, you know. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. So this feeling that I'm going to die now, I'm going to die now, I'm going to die now. I've had it so many times. (laughs) Yeah. So many times. Dude, when when I landed there, when I landed, this was like the first time I'd ever been to India. And like, I had a driver, I don't remember his name, but I remember he was trying to show me pictures of his family on his phone. And there were like cows in the street, dude. (laughs) It was so out. And, you know, it was just, it was like, he was doing it like it wasn't. He was driving as if that was like the normal thing. And that's because it was. So I totally get that. Like, I think... I got more more uh, relaxed about just assuming stuff is going to be cool um, because that's the thing. Like the minute you're in someone's car or like you're just riding around, I mean, you're not really in your element anymore. So it's like, you know, it's I mean, obviously we do that all the time when we fly or like take the subway or take any kind of thing where you're not behind the wheel. But just the visual component of traveling in India by car is really, really oh, light. Oh, forget about it. For it's me too, inducing. man. And I come from Southern Europe, which supposedly, you know, we have a bad reputation too in general that we don't drive well and stuff. Uh, but 
man. <laughs> For you, I imagine, because I'm kind of, I've had a certain, I grew up in a certain, within a certain degree of, of you know, looseness in general about, you know, rules and stuff, because that's how it is here. But man, when I went there, I felt like I came from Switzerland. Or something. You know, it's completely, <laughs> it's, I was like, what's going on here? You know, especially with the driving thing. But there's so many other things. I mean, I, I went to temples. I was lucky in a sense because one of the uh, uh, faculty there was, um, <clears throat> he was an architect before he was a musician. So he had this plan of every weekend uh, for to go to visit temples of in Tamil Nadu, you know, the state where we were. Sure. And um, man, well, I saw some amazing places, like incredible, like really magical places. Crazy, but also magical and crazy at the same time, you know. Yeah. That I, and I also saw in Chennai, I remember that, there was an elephant in traffic. Like, I got, I got on one of those, like, a <laughs> he was in traffic. There was an elephant that I guess they were taking to the nearest Ganesha, you know, like a temple or something. So, right. I was like, wait, that's an elephant. Because there were cows and everything. And there was like every kind of vehicle. You know what? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. All right, because you asked me what was the most, something that has stayed with me. So we went to the city called mm -hmm. Kanchipuram, which is like the Varanasi of the South, apparently, and this. It's like a silk capital. Long story short is that we went there and we got silk and we got amazing stuff. And it's incredible what they do, like hand-woven and it's just incredible. So then at some point we had to have a meal and we went to this place to have a meal, whatever, like this approved play, place by Prasanna and by sham and everything you know remember yeah. and uh we went there and it was like on the second third floor and i could see downtown basically can't you put them it was like the center so it's like the british uh style roundabout right where the traffic police is in the supposed to be in a i don't know how it's called in english you know that in the center of the roundabout there's like a space for a police a traffic policeman where okay. he's going yeah. to direct the traffic right sure <laughs> So, you know, there's, so from the, I could see everything from the second, third floor, wherever I was, it was clear that there was no traffic pattern and that thing was empty, but there was a traffic, a policeman, but the guy was just sitting on a chair, like crossed with his legs crossed completely, just the, the I don't give a fuck kind of vibe, you know, I don't give a damn about anything. <laughs> and he was sipping on his tea, very tranquil in the middle of the most insane like traffic pattern that I've ever seen in my life, like any kind of vehicle, uh, all kinds of people going every direction and nobody looked at him. He didn't look at anybody, no problem. So that was something that really impressed me because I kept looking out of the window and I'm like, this is insane <laughs> and nobody's dying. Nobody, like everything worked, you know, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. I never understood their traffic patterns at all, man. Like it, it just kind of defied logic. It was like staring at like an MC Escher thing. It's like, I don't get how this works, man. Like this is hurting my brain, but, uh, <laughs> but it somehow, yeah, that's, that's, what's amazing about it. Somehow like it, no one ever seemed to get in an accident and, 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 uh, people got to where they had to go. Um, yeah, dude, that that shit was that was a great experience. I mean, it it was weird at the time, and I I just remember because uh, we weren't staying in the dorms. Like basically every night, I would do a bed check to make sure there weren't any scorpions because those things yeah. were like that was. I mean, that was crazy, dude. Right, but, right, right, right. But but whatever, man. You know, it's like it beats. You know. <laughs> 
know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different story. I had a I had a, a frog and um an insect that I didn't know what it was basically that it was in my shower basically. And they stayed there as long I, yeah, until they kinda of, I guess I either they probably died or something. But they, they were like my every morning kind of like hello guys, you know, the yeah. the, the tenants, the the roommates. So right. you know I had geckos, man. We had geckos all the time. Like they're kind all of, over the place. You find that everywhere though. But like the scorpion thing or like these ants that are very special there because if you drop uh, sugar on the floor, you don't have to clean. There's these ants from nowhere that, uh, you know how they make those lines everywhere in the world? Yeah. For there, for some reason, their their speed is like, it's like the fastest thios fiber optic. Everything is clean in like seconds, you know? And all kinds of animals that I've never seen before. Fruits also that I never had before. And there's certain things that I ate that I didn't, you know, and it was cool. Yeah. The only so, thing I was afraid, you know, afraid with my stomach and everything. So I kept asking always like in advance because actually Manu gave me a whole, <clears throat> because he did it with you first. He gave me a whole like, you know, like this and this is the issue. Make sure that. So I asked him, guys, take care of me. I know my stomach is not from here. I can take <laughs> abuse, but this is, you know, please help out. I don't want to, you know, I want to have a good time. So for the yeah. most part, I had a good time. Yeah. I had my problems, but nothing by comparison. That's cool. <clears throat> I, I never really got sick during that time period, man. I think I had one day or two where I didn't feel great, but then, you know, I was very, very like vigilant about using like bottled water and like making sure that it was like the way the bottle left the bottling plant. Cause there was a lot of people selling water that had already been rebottled on the street and stuff. So that was some like we were warned about, but like there was one time I almost put my toothbrush underneath the running water and I, my eyes shot open before I did it. So I was close, man. It's like the meme that I sent you from the movie from with uh, with with Van Damme and touching touching his face, right? Was that was that Bloodsport? Was that the movie? Yes, was? yes. The movie was great, dude. <laughs> I know. Every it's a classic. I mean, come on. You know, if you were if you grew up in the eighties, you definitely saw that. But just it's so amazing how appropriate it is right now. I touched my face. I might die. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you. You moved to the States in what, like 99 or 2000? 99. Okay. And what was that like, dude? Like, were, did you, were you kind of like, America's awesome? Or was it like, wow, these people are fucking nuts? Something to, to tell you about it. I'm, I think I was so always ready to just get out of, oh, I mean, I love it here, but when I, whenever I'm in Greece, but, and I'm proud about, when I, you know, where I'm, where I'm from and everything, but <clears throat> I was always ready to see the rest of the world and um it was actually great for me man i didn't care you know we're like four people in one bedroom i remember in the beginning we didn't have a dime it was so difficult you know but i'm having a blast i was playing all the time also something to have in mind is that <clears throat> greek greeks in america is it's they've been around since late 1800s like there's mm -hmm. a huge <clears throat> uh, community I guess at its peak, it was around 3 million. Think about it. The country's 11. So that's a lot of people, you know? So it's kind of funny because when I went there, I always had some kind of, you know, the first two weeks I didn't have an apartment. I stayed 
<clears throat> and the house of the people from my father's village that they used to come every summer, the Greek American, the kids, to keep in contact with their roots, you know. So mm-hmm. it was kind. Of, it was kind of cool. And then for me, it was amazing, man. Berkeley is great. I had a great time. I played. I think I would if I would do it again. I would change a few things. Like I would be more. St- studious whatever it's called you know like more more into the academics um but man i played my ass off i played with everybody i played every recital i i wasn't saying no to the point that i got burned you know and that affected my you know how i performed how i did my homework and stuff like my homework wasn't that great in general but i played so much and i was doing sessions and i was doing every mpne thing and so much fun so i had a great time man that, that's a very explosive um, five blocks down there. Now it's 10, I guess, but, you know, right. it was great. I had a great time. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, then when did you when did you end up going to New York? Because I, I was trying to remember, like, because I remember when, when I moved there, and I think I remember hearing something, like, you had a place in Astoria, and, like, didn't, like, Jordan Pearlson live in that place with you, or, like, someone like that? Like, am I remembering Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Jo- jo- me and Jordan were roommates for for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, I went to us. You know, I finished in um, 2002 in May, I guess. And in August, I was in New York. He was like kind of the back in my back in the back of my mind with the mentality that I left when I left Greece. It was that I had to do uh, another degree, you know. But at the same time, when I was there, I realized that it was a way for me to stay. So I got um, I got somewhat of a scholarship also to to go to to study at SUNY Purchase, which is a jazz conservatory and you know whatever New Yorkers call upstate. It's at um, White right. Plains or something. <laughs> and, um, it's not West that upstate. County. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's nothing. It's just there's so much more upstate to the upstate by comparison. Right. And, um, you know, I studied there and it was great. I had some, you know, some great, some of the teachers were great. And I learned a lot of things and it was in the countryside and it was, you know, a way for me to stay. And I stayed. And meanwhile, I did my thing, the things that I really liked, you know, the styles of music that I really liked. Because New York has everything, so I used yeah. to play with Pedrito, you know, all the time. So I learned so much bass doing that, you know, about like grooving and thinking like a low-end thing. It's right. a very appropriate style for that. And then, you know, I had like a steady gig, and it was great. I lived. A, I can't complain, man. It's great. At the same time, it was now and with Mark, we're you know younger and everything. We're just playing and yeah, that's like awesome. now that I'm thinking. <laughs> thanks thank you man yeah the new iteration i mean was, the iteration now is great too um with justin but um dude yeah, was what was fun. um yeah man i was thinking about that i wish i'd hung out more at that that place uh by columbus circle like the was a guadalajara yeah yeah guantanamera yeah yeah guantanamera yeah that place is cool <clears throat> man yeah 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 no it was it's it went through it's amazing moments um yeah yeah it was amazing I, I learned a lot of music there yeah what are you uh working on now besides like the microtonal thing are you is there anything that like uh you pull out um that just you know like that well, is constantly like on your brain as far as like stuff you're trying to work towards well look i was always like hesitant about doing my thing because of i have my own hang-ups and stuff but um 
you know, it's kind of funny because when you told me that we do this, I I started checking. You know, I I wanted to have an idea <clears throat> about how the pop the podcast is, the format and stuff. And I checked out. You know, I saw that Damien's thing. I heard Damien's things. Hi, Damien, if you listen to this, mm-hmm. which was very uh, inspiring because I follow Damien in general too. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, and he was saying. Uh, I mean, I think this 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 situation, the virus, for me, is just kind of a like a slap in the face. Like now, there's no other option. You just have to have to put all these ideas, do the research, and put them together. I always felt like I'm a live player. I feel like sitting in front of a camera. <clears throat> it's just it's not it's not honest in this in some way i'm not taking away anything from anybody who knows how to do that mm-hmm. um but i think now i have to just figure it out and it's amazing because i have to figure it out by myself my iphone and my and logic and some kind of other software that i'm gonna have to mesh and you know like it's time for me to learn how to do that um so yeah. and i have a lot of material it's just I have to put it together and it has to make sense. And unfortunately, I haven't gone through the process of messing up and putting out a record that I didn't like in the end, you know? So yeah. I have to do that first, I guess, like everybody else. I've been talking to, you know, these days I had a few talks with uh, with Jojo, my, you know, the uh, oh, yeah. Jojo Mayer. He's, and he's always great to talk to, man. He always... Oh, amazing. Amazing. I always, <clears throat> yeah. I, I always felt like when I would run into him... Um, it was always really late at night, usually, like at some gig, like like Rockwood or something, or you know, somewhere kind of not far from where I think he lives. And he'd always have some kind of like five word wise saying that would like haunt me for days. You know, um, he's like very thoughtful guy. Besides being a tremendous, amazing, he's very generous about sharing his experiences and. You know, I just asked him because one of the things that I have to do while I'm here, or while, you know, actually I'm kind of looking forward, even if this thing goes through, that I have to, like you said it before, you said, I'm trying not to do too many things. I'm trying to focus on my own thing. And um, so I started saying no to things, uh, you know, and I'm, because gradually I have to start putting things together. I, it's going to be hard in the beginning, but I think it's going to work out. So one mm. of the things that I have to do is put up a, a, a curriculum like you've done in the past. I mean, I've done a few of them, but thank God I had help, you know, um, like and and use all this stuff that I consider not not that worthy of worthy of showing because they're very unorthodox, you know, and make make something out of it and just push it. Uh, and I know that there's going to be people that are going to want to check it out. So. Oh yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> I mean, you're you're an amazing player, man. Like you're you, there's a few people I always loved going to see in the city. Like not I mean, I always love seeing everybody play, but like I always knew if I was going to watch you play, it was going to be like some crazy musical like thing that's, you know, like it just I don't know, man. You you have your own lane in so many ways that I wouldn't worry so much about how it's going to be received. Like the right people will find it, you know? Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, I'm I'm realizing it. So um, it's going to be a great time for me to, and you know, I was listening to Damien too. And it was kind of, because I've, I've come through a, this past month, past month being here, I've gone through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was, you know, hearing Damien's calm, <laughs> you know, of 
voice about what's you know musicians have to figure out how they're gonna basically monetize and i'm doing the same thing and you know i'm following him and i saw what you know what he got and i see the process and i checked out his uh, vimeo thing and and i'm you know i i look up to that and i'm like okay great i think i i, I can do that i mean i can try to do that so I'll, I'll be trying to do that and it's gonna be by myself with a with a you know gear that i have here which is not great but i'm gonna make it work and my needs are gonna guide me towards you know, the next step and stuff i'm in touch with so many people too so i was jojo was basically i i call every now and then <clears throat> trying not to abuse <laughs> the time and stuff but <laughs> i called him about um uh you know about how he teaches and stuff he gave me a whole bunch like it's insane like he has everything and so deep too that way he he explained it and he made me feel good so the designs are good for me to you know just do that and also i have a nice looper here i managed to bring that <clears throat> with my friend um from the infinity from pictronics you know that one yeah that's a cool one yeah it's really nice i like it <laughs> so much to do with with that yeah i it's it's complicated i've been using the mxr clone looper and um right it's cool like i found a way to like i i the last time i guess i used it in front of people was at nam because i was demonstrating uh, i have like a bass that i sort of helped like collaborate on and it, it's kind of like a five string jazz bass on steroids and um you know nam's like a weird place to play and i didn't really want to play by myself you know because you know i wanted people to hear it in context so i loaded up like one of those nate smith uh pocket change grooves into nice. the looper and then like you know i played for like a few minutes before i got shut down for being loud but it it's <laughs> it's fun dude you can like you can like throw audio from uh, anything in one of those loopers and have like drums or whatever it was cool though when i was done i like introduced nate like from the pedal i was like we got nate smith on the drums you know even though he was <laughs> nice very nice very nice i'm so, sure he would appreciate it yeah i mean that 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 whole thing is like a rad thing to shed with but yeah dude i mean i think whatever you don't have at your immediate disposal you could always like try to get someone like mark or like jojo or whoever you like on drums to like give you like a four or eight bar loop to like track some stuff to and for demo purposes you know for your curriculum yeah 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 i mean you know i have so many um i learned how to use i didn't learn about slowing down software the last three years <clears throat> i started playing with you know alfredo rodriguez a piano player he's a great oh. piano player no alfredo but rodriguez you know munir plays with him the bass player you know munir hosen oh yeah okay Brazil, yeah Brazilian, yep. <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know the, another insane voice in the bass world he's amazing um so I got to sub for him for a bunch of gigs. And that's where, you know, I, I got this. He sent me, um, Alfredo sent me basically uh, a, an iPhone recording of a live that they had somewhere. And that was it. No charts and no rehearsal. So Holy shit. <laughs> I had to figure it out. And the energy is insane at the live. And they're just, you know, going places and stuff. And I'm like, oh, damn. So I started figuring out slowing down software. And now, man, it's been, I've learned so much music. Like, and I've practiced a lot. Because when I got the fretless, I basically didn't allow myself to have any other bass. So it's the only bass I have. 
on purpose. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm forced to do everything that I did with the other bass with this one. So um, I got so many gigs of all kinds. Like <laughs> this last two months, I was playing nonstop. Basically, I was playing. Um, I started my year with you know this uh, Russian kid. Evgeny Poboji, he's like a, a fusion, like jazz fusion. He got the Monk Institute, like the the award. <clears throat> Amazing. Heard, he's like, yeah, I've heard him, yeah. So basically, you know, Anton plays with him. You know, David Jans, like a monster bass player, yeah. Federico, you know. So yeah. it's not my cup of tea at all, you know. I don't... I don't. I can't compete with these guys. They're just. I'm. I'm. I'm in awe every time I see them playing. Those the, guys are the, crazy. The, the <laughs> levels of the level of chops is like beyond, beyond. Um, but man, I just by just practicing, slowing down the stuff and practicing stuff. I I think I gained something. Like I learned my fretboard faster than you know. So I've. That's. Um, that's also like. You know, you can basically loop anything you want, anything, anything. You can play with the African guys, you know, just loop one of you know, eight bars of their song. You can play with the Turkish guys. You can play. Okay, it's not the same thing like playing live and decision making, but with uh, regarding the flow, you know, it's, I mean, it's, I recommend it. So, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm going to be probably using that as well. So. What um? What about like? Uh, what have you been listening to? You've been reading anything cool? Any shows, movies? This is usually what I like to end this with. Right. So check this out. I'm I'm I have a weird relationship with Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that stuff. Um, I <laughs> I tend to when I when I watch, I do everything passionately. I feel like I'm I'm a, I can be a binge watcher. Like I can just get into and never stop 10 episodes in a row. But that happens when I don't tour or usually it's kind of a reward for me, you know, or you know whenever I I'm more stationary, which doesn't happen that often. <clears throat> but while being he being here, I kind of have a kind of a routine i've created a routine which is very rare in my life like i wake up kind of a certain time within you know the hours of 9 and 11 and then you know have like a very light breakfast and then i practice or do whatever now i'm recording i'm learning software and then i do that between 12 and or like 1 and 6 7 and then i have dinner and then i communicate with people in in new york um or like in america uh, with all the friends and stuff and that's my day more or less that's it yeah well that's good man i mean i think you know this is a you know an indefinite thing we're stuck in so whatever you got to do to self self-preserve uh whatever self-preservation uh tactics you have those are the things that um are gonna like probably be the best thing you know i've been practicing and playing a lot of video games and uh getting stoned and going for walks and you, teaching you grew, you grew up playing video games right um you know what dude i had nintendo and i played some super nintendo and then i didn't play for a long time and then in 2018 i bought a nintendo switch because it was something cool to have on the road and you can hook it up to your tv and um i just kind of got sucked into it um and i guess the way i justify playing now is like if i go for like a, a long walk and i do like say 10,000 steps then i feel like i can sit on my ass and play video games 
But, um, right. but you know, like I try to, you know, I've been trying to not just sit when I practice and even when I'm like at my computer, like I try to stand up for certain things just so I'm not, not doing that. But yeah, I've been, you know, it's, it's kind of an amazing world and, and the music on a lot of these games is ridiculous. Like the, the scores and the way it's written, it's, it's incredible, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really like it, man. Um, I, I never had any problems like understanding how great that is, but I always felt like, you know, I'd rather, you know, not engage because I want to pl- play music or I want to work on stuff, but I'm finding like, I have time to do everything and still play games. And because, you know, like I need to occupy my brain with something. So it's like, you know, uh, it's, it's been cool. I've been reading a lot of books too. Um, that's great, man. That's amazing. That's actually something we don't get it. We always have excuses for not doing. And I know, you know, I know you also, you're friends with Damien and stuff. And I remember when he went through this year of, because when you mentioned, when you asked him, I actually knew exactly, because I remember him posting about it. He's like, or yeah. uh, one book a day or some one book a month, week or something. And I was like that. And he, at the end of the year, he said, okay, the year's done 185 books. I'm like, oh man, I, I feel <laughs> bad about now finishing one. I started like three that I went like one. It was like the, the new Jim Crow. And I went like one third of the way and it was so captivating. Yeah, but I just didn't, you know, I just, something, something came up or something, you know? And then there was, um, another few, like, um, Harmony and Jazz, something great book, halfway through, very captivating for me, right up my alley still, you know, just ADD, you know, <laughs> my brain oh, yeah. untra- un- untrained to just read, you know, I've, I've lost the muscle, everything is like just exercising, I guess. Yeah, <clears throat> it's cool, because um, I, I think my my reason for it is there's so much time in front of a screen, you know, even if it's productive time. Um, right. Like I've been trying not to practice in front of my computer at all. Like, like sometimes I'll like, I have a little amp and I have a headphone thing I can put in the little amp and I'll take it to another. Cause my apartment, I guess we haven't hung in LA. Um, but I, I, you know, my place is pretty good size for like a one bedroom, but it's split into two levels. So I'll go downstairs and just pick a corner and practice in where I'm just not looking at anything and uh, or you know if I'm reading something that's that's different like music but I, I've been trying not to like passively do stuff you know I've been I'll just because if I'm on my computer sometimes I want to pull up videos or like you know which can be inspiring but I'm also trying to like not rely on that as a way to practice like I'm trying to just scale it back to when it was just you know amp chord headphones is needed and just go to it yeah yeah no but i mean you have more space for sure than you had in new york i, I can tell from you you showed me pictures like i've seen we had probably we had at some point like a kind of a facetime or something i know you showed me like a little bit and i've seen also when you moved because i was following and stuff it looks oh, like you have a lot more space than in new york <laughs> yeah i mean i think you know um the only place in New York that would be comparable in, in any kind of like way would be kind of like that place you had in Astoria that I saw, you know, where you have, Oh like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's that like, was, <laughs> yeah. that was a deal of his, of a century though. Yeah. I miss yeah. that place a lot. <clears throat> I miss it dearly. Amazing yeah. place. But that was the envy of every musician in the city. I guess I had one of the 10 top deals, like, like number seven or something, I guess, or like number <laughs> five, you know, 
like top 10 in the history for musicians. That was insane. We had everything. Uh, it's a different story. Anyway, yeah. yeah, but I know you have more space. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's that's like something I've just been a, li- a little bit more aware of because, you know, the technology has been great for staying connected and creation. But I think sometimes like silencing that part where you're not looking at something that's glowing like that definitely is is important you know i think at least the opposite for me (laughs) it's for the opposite for me for me i have to get used to look at something that's glowing because i grew up practicing basically like that's the only thing i know in the amplifier it was a necessity too i never cared like i grew up playing through a lot of like a lot of times i had to play through monitors you know not even not even amplifiers and i didn't know any better when i was growing up i used to play in the countryside here like the equivalent of like country music in the states and you know because i was it was paying for my conservatory or the school that i was studying music uh, at and uh yeah i mean i never i was never picky about like now i've learned about amps i'm like oh yeah that's <laughs> i didn't know much so um yep yeah man well in any case dude thanks for um doing this um it's it's been cool to chat and catch up man thanks for um yeah thanks for inviting me that's so much it's good to hear you we're so far away right now it's like (laughs) or like it's it's like a 14 hour flight (laughs) it's amazing um yeah uh, that's great, man. Great to hear you. Great to know that you're doing well. I'm following also and um, checking out your stuff. Well, dude, stay in touch. And we uh, are we are in touch for sure. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Thanks so much for listening and be well.